You're tuning in to the Courtier Channel Podcast. Here you'll discover how to use the art of negotiation for eliminating stress, maximizing productivity, and increasing your income. Let's welcome our host, Minson Vo. I'm your host, Minson Vo. Today we're joined with Timothy. Hello, everyone. I'm Timothy. And we're going to be covering for this episode the subject of independence. Now, parents always have this dilemma between choosing from giving their kid a lot of independence or choosing to give their kids a lot of guidance. Now, parents want to exert a certain amount of control, of course, so that their kids won't just go out and do whatever they want, but also, kids like that freedom and a lot of parents know that so it's sometimes it's really hard to find the balance between those two values timothy here grew up in a household where he was mostly independent from his parents but at the same time they still fostered a good relationship and timothy grew up with good positive and humble values it's something that we don't see often i i haven't met anybody else like Timothy. So this is very, very rare. And Timothy's going to show us today. He's going to show us how, how he grew up to be like this. So Timothy, first, actually, just tell us a little bit about your life growing up with your parents and your relationship with them. Well, uh, When I was a little, we grew up in a small apartment. And from there, it was just uh, a normal family. We, uh, my parents uh, took care of me and my brother when we were little. So my mom was staying at home most of the time while my dad was working. And later on, we eventually moved out of the apartment into our house, which I'm living in now. And it's, uh, it's been kind of smooth but a little bit rocky uh rocky yeah rocky because my parents came into like a disagreement somewhere around my childhood around 2016 or so and so they uh they don't get on the right foot for a start now but there are certain things that they come to agreement as just taking care of us now and making sure that um we have all our needs and everything else that we need. It seems like that disagreement affected how you are right now. Kind, kind of, sort of, yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they have different point of views. Some uh, one point of view conflicts the other, and so it's, we they try to narrow it narrow it down to us to see which point of view that we agree and we had to take sides but I didn't like that so we they just left us alone and just figure out um what to do afterwards oh so it sounds like the disagreement is what really made you and your brother independent from your parents or more independent from your parents yes great So if your parents didn't shape your values or wasn't the main force that shaped all of your values today, what did? I guess it was just my experience with uh, 
with friends as such, like hanging out as such. It's mm -hmm. a very, uh, very meaningful. And I'm grateful for that. Like sometimes those experiences with your friends, they might teach you something or mm -hmm. when you're watching others, uh, such as um, I was in band in high school and Minson was my um, bandmate. <laughs> So we were in band and we just, I was, I, a, that. I, was, I was a senior to everyone and just seeing how uh, everyone was happy made me want to become better and just try to, for, uh, try to influence myself to um, inspire others more and try to be helpful and mm -hmm. cult uh, cultivated, you know? Now, if you're listening, Timothy is like one of the hum most or humblest person or yeah, humblest people that I know. And so saying that, since nobody else that I've met, especially when we were back in band together, I didn't really see anybody that really had the same personality as you. So did you like choose the best parts of other people's personality to shape yours? Mm, I I don't think so at all. I just mm -hmm. accept uh, for their personality who they are. And I just um, am grateful that they're, they are them, you know, like they're, mm -hmm. they're their own thing, you know, as everyone is mm -hmm. different. And so everyone is special. So it's just mm -hmm. uh, makes it unique and makes the world uh, a brighter and fun, fun place, you know. <laughs> So if, all right, so you're saying that you really just let them be them. You didn't really draw your personality from them. You just respected who they are. Yes, basically, yeah. Mm -hmm. I respect it for who they are and I appreciate mm -hmm. that. So going back to hanging around with or hanging out with the right people, what did shape your humbleness then and your motivation, your positivity? It was just uh, seeing how uh, their mm -hmm. uh, seeing how their actions are placed. Like for instance, mm -hmm. my uh, my one of my friends, Josh. I known him since middle school, and mm -hmm. he he has always done this uh, act of kindness, trying to mm -hmm. give a lot of good to the world and do some good things. Like you know, just like small small things uh, to help, and so he really inspired me or influenced me to become a person like him and just like spread good to the world as such. Oh, so it sounds like you learn from the mistakes or the actions of others and the mistakes of others, right? even if they don't learn it themselves. Mm -hmm. So how did you manage to learn to, I guess, learn to learn even if your parents didn't really teach you? Well, um, some things you just, uh, you could just tell that um, something's out of place or something's wrong. And if you, uh, if you want to become, or yeah, if you want to become something good or if you mm -hmm. want to do something good, and mm -hmm. you have to observe others and listen and try to practice it yourself and eventually uh you learn and you get it right so so how should kids how do you think this is an opinion 
how do you think parents should teach their kids to do what you said and think for themselves and learn and I guess through trial and error trial and, and develop their own values. Well, um, the thing is, of course, you uh, you always you would always want to discipline your kid. Try to like uh, make mm-hmm. them the best as possible. Make the good uh, make them good as possible. Surely that's whatever your parent mm-hmm. want. But you have also got to put um, trust into them too. So you gotta mm-hmm. you gotta put trust in them to letting uh, letting them know that you trust them that they're going to do the right thing as such and eventually um you won't have to worry as much because they will put they will learn from your values and Mm -hmm. they will also um learn from others too and and from there their values would change and they it will merge together and it'll become something good yeah so trust is a like a he has a motif that's been mentioned like what all the episodes now and i'm and from the people that i've heard from a lot of them had different ways of building trust but it also but it all like narrows down to the same thing which is building rapport and letting your child go out and experience things for themselves so just curious do you or how do you build trust how do you or let me rephrase that how did your parents build their trust towards you well, as such, um, hmm. Well, I guess how my parents built their trust for towards me is um, just having small talks with uh, with me sometimes. Like, oh, um, sometimes if I'm mad or sometimes if I'm sad, they will come and talk about it. Like, hey, Tim, what's wrong? Anything uh, you want to? talk to me today or anything you want to tell me uh, about so you tell them what's going wrong and eventually they help your solution or some suggestions with their solution and so you cultivate that you build that trust you build that bond between your parents and yourself and so you just makes uh your trust in them um bigger so you're saying that because they ask you to talk to them about these things, yeah. you show that you trust them by venting and by talking. Mm-hmm. And in return, that activates reciprocity and they trust you back. Right. Great. So between the values of, like I said at the beginning, between the values of guiding your children and trusting that i mean, sorry not trusting and making them independent right guiding versus making them independent right how do you think parents should find that balance from your experience let's go back to your experience so based off your experience how do you think that parents should find that balance well, uh, try to, hmm, I think how parents should find that balance is to incorporate that into the daily life as such. Do small things here and there, like 
um, if they, if you can see, if you can see something's wrong with them, go talk to them. And if, uh, mm-hmm. like, of course, you want to give them support. And if you want to give them independence, like, let's say, for example, they're going out or like, hey, mom, dad, I'm going to a party as such. You got to have trust in them that they're going to do the right thing. Like, they're not going to, like, you know, do uh, drink drinking or, you know, utter uh, adultery or foolish things you know you just mm. gotta have uh you gotta believe in them you gotta have trust in them but even if they happen to do the wrong thing still can still consult them and try to try to lead them towards um the right path but don't consult them too much as where the you're going to hit their feelings and mm. they'll become sensitive you don't want you don't want that to happen mm-hmm. you just want to acknowledge hey um we know that you did something wrong. It's fine. Yeah, you're at that age and such. Mm. You consult with them like that, but uh, just make sure to tell them the risk mm-hmm. and be uh, just tell them to like, mm-hmm. hey, just think about uh, what you what you want uh, for your future and such. So, parents have to be proactive. They have to consult their children, but when they consult, they shouldn't force their point of view, but rather try to guide their children. Yeah, towards the right perspective exactly right so a lot of parents out there their children this seems almost impossible to them like they try to consult their children and their child their son or daughter will not listen to them and will not tell them what's wrong or they just straight up will say yes to whatever the parent is saying but won't carry out that action so how should parents deal with that in your opinion and from your experience oh how should parents deal with that uh that is <laughs> that is quite hard i it is a tough question <laughs> i i'm not exactly i'm not exactly entirely sure with that i because you you've never been you've never been that type of child no i haven't so i wouldn't mm-hmm. i i guess the best answer for me is i'm mm-hmm. I don't know, but <sighs> let me rephrase the question. Okay. Let's take a few steps back. So we mentioned earlier that you had a brother. Right. So how is your brother's personality different from yours? Well, he's a little bit more, a bit aggressive um, mm. from me, uh-huh. but um, he kind of, he kind of dislikes uh or his personality is uh way off the charts than me as such off the charts exactly yeah so because i'm more of a soft and spoken person Mm -hmm. trying to like a passive person Mm -hmm. while he's like if anything's on his mind he would get his point across he Mm -hmm. he doesn't uh he doesn't mind he doesn't care he just like Mm -hmm. wants to get his point across like oh you're doing something wrong he's gonna mention it to you as such so I'm saying mm-hmm. that he's probably, yeah, he's kind of like an similar to outgoing, but kind pretty of like, assertive. Exactly. Yeah. He's an assertive mm-hmm. person. Yeah. So now we're going to take what you said and we're going to try to answer the question of how you should deal with difficult children that don't listen. So how do your parents deal with him then? Well, they, how my parents uh, deal with my brother is that he, 
they well my dad my dad uh talks with him trying to get him trying to be reasonable mm -hmm. and trying to get him understand a point and so my brother and my dad they will have their talk and it eventually comes out to uh become oh it eventually to have a good outcome afterwards eventually eventually yes because sometimes they will uh they will have oh. different points during their talk and mm -hmm. so it will conflict each other a lot mm -hmm. but eventually it comes to a point where they agree mm -hmm. and they agree with each other's points and they just mm -hmm. um stop altogether mm -hmm. but my mom and my brother that's a different situation mm -hmm. since their their point of views clash with each other so much mm -hmm. that sometimes uh, it gets out into heated moments and mm -hmm. it really doesn't and it really uh doesn't go anywhere except for when one person stops mm -hmm. talking and that's about mm -hmm. it so do you think if your mother adopted your father's style of talking to your brother then or would she be more productive then yes i i would believe that would mm -hmm. be more productive definitely mm -hmm. for sure it would mm -hmm. solve uh many talks Mm -hmm. and just uh, come to agreement much easier. So it sounds like your father is a little bit more understanding of your brother's point of view than your yes. mother's. Okay. Yes. And, and if you're listening, it all goes back to empathy, right? If right. The more we can see things from other people's perspective, the more we can meet their needs, wants, and goals, and the easier it will be to influence them. So back to what you were saying, you said that when your father was talking to your brother, things would get heated at first, but because of persistence, both sides kept talking and they took breaks in the middle. Right. And it seems like the breaks were what actually ended up getting to, or getting the conversations to agreements. Mm -hmm. Right. So yeah, time, time away from each other is very important, especially when both sides are heated and just curious Regarding your father and brother or your mother and brother, do you or have you ever tried to be a mediator? I have sometime tried to be a mediator, mm -hmm. but my uh but eventually sometimes mm -hmm. it would go the wrong way as such, mm -hmm. like how I didn't think it would mm -hmm. go. So mm -hmm. uh if the talk becomes too heat heated mm -hmm. or intense i would try mm -hmm. to do something about it and mm -hmm. try to stop it all together mm -hmm. but i believe that it's best to let both sides just talk it mm -hmm. out and eventually it will come down to mm -hmm. a good agreement okay so going back to the theme of independence right we established that you were pretty independent from your your parents how about your brother then my brother um Yes, he's uh he is independent to, um from my parents as well. So whenever usually he mm -hmm. does things on his own, but whenever he needs uh help from my parents mm -hmm. or he needs uh something mm -hmm. that my parents only can do, mm -hmm. then he eventually go and uh, talk to them about it, and mm -hmm. they would go all the way to help him. Oh, okay. Do you do that too? I do that as well. Okay. So you guys are independent, but when you guys need something, you guys go to your parents because they're the only ones that can actually support you. So, right. So 
we so it seems like there are two different perspectives of independence here right you're mm-hmm. independent but you don't really get into conflict and stuff and you find your own values your brother is independent and he's a little bit more assertive so you get so he does get into conflict and just as an opinion right there's no mm-hmm. right or wrong answer there's just an opinion right. which one do you think gives the highest I guess, return on investment in terms of morals and lessons and tools for the future. Do you think your passive independence will give you more lessons to use in the future? Or do you think your brother's conflicts, which of course conflicts after they're resolved, lessons come from them as well, result in more tools in the future? Uh, I believe, um, I believe my uh, my passive mm-hmm. uh, my passive personality it would um, mm-hmm. result into better morals and better mm-hmm. values in the future mm-hmm. as such. But um, every person learns to have different values and they acquire mm-hmm. it uh, differently. And so mm-hmm. they could have different methods of acquiring it. Some could have acquiring it during conflicts as such. And uh-huh. some some others could have acquired it uh, mm-hmm. passively, so mm-hmm. if you uh, if you just want it smoothly, then mm-hmm. pass passively is the way. As like mm-hmm. you can get mm-hmm. talks with your parents, mm-hmm. and you have those talks about those morals and those values, and they will teach it upon you. And I guess they'll mm-hmm. make make it to how you become in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they can do it passively or through conflict that you prefer the one pa- that's passive. Right. Yeah. So there's less emotion, less anger through yeah. the whole thing. Right. Right. So let's take a huge leap back before we end off this episode. You said at the beginning that it was, or your values, you, your values were shaped by your experiences and the people who you hung out with. Mm-hmm. Right. And just all mm-hmm. in general, um, mm-hmm. uh, what I experienced in life too, like mm-hmm. what you experience in life. Exactly. I guess, or like hanging out as friends or mm-hmm. talking to people as such, or maybe watching the TV, you might mm-hmm. learn a value or two yeah. or mm-hmm. and such. So. so do you think your brother, your brother's friends are the, or have the same or similar personalities with your friends? Uh, I, I believe they, well, I believe, yeah, I do believe that uh, some of uh, my brother's friends will have mm-hmm. some or similar um, values to, so, uh, mm-hmm. to them. So how come there's this disconnect between your brother's personality and your personality if you guys have similar friends? I believe it's just because of how... Mm-hmm. Uh, my parents uh, talk to him versus mm-hmm. how they uh, versus um, how the how the talks mm-hmm. end with me, mm-hmm. and usually their disagreement mm-hmm. as such mm-hmm. becomes towards a certain mm-hmm. personality. Mm-hmm. Great. So it's the friends are not really the the independent variable. It's the parents and how you guys interact yeah. with your parents. Great. Yes. Mm-hmm. So. 
this is directed towards the listeners. The main lesson from this is there's no right and wrong way to raise children independently, right? Some people, some children, they just grow up assertive, right? Some grow up to be more passive. And you really, as a parent, if you're a parent, you just really have to respect that. As Timothy and I, as members of Generation Z, we've had assertive friends. We've had passive friends, right? And we've seen successful assertive friends, successful passive friends. And they are, yeah, those people are the ones that really do not have any conflict with their parents. We've seen them, or I was, I've been in car rides with them and of course, they are really are really direct and aggressive towards their parents, but their parents respect that, and their parents are aggressive back in like the right manner in a joking way, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they still have a good relationship, even though if you were an outsider and you looked in, it seems like both sides are yelling at each other, which is not really the case. On the other hand, of course, we've seen past friends as well who have really you know sweet and I guess. Mm, calm relationship with their parents and the same thing happens right they are very relaxed and they're very happy with each other right just because their parents are listening yes so the variable that if you're a parent that you want to look out for is how your child learns from his or her experiences. What is their affinity for positive values? What is their affinity for positive values? What does that mean? Well, how good are they at drawing positive lessons from their experiences, from their mistakes, right? The mistake, if a person makes a mistake, there's two types of lessons that they can get. They can give positive lessons or negative lessons, right? Positive lessons are anything that they can learn from. That's like, okay, well, I did this wrong or I wasn't prepared enough. I didn't plan. I did not expect this. I wasn't expecting to be caught off guard. Those are positive lessons because you can learn from them. Negative lessons are like, you know what? That mistake was was not too bad. I don't mind making it again. Right. Or, you know, even though I made that mistake, it was kind of fun. So I'll just ignore it. It's apathy. Right. So again, the question is, what is your child's affinity to the positive lessons of their experiences? Timothy, do you want to add on to that? No, I believe you summed it all Mm -hmm. up correctly. You mm-hmm. had uh, everything that I thought of. And yeah, mm-hmm. that's about right. All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Yeah, and the theme for this episode is independence. And hopefully Timothy and I covered it decently well so that you can get a lesson from this as well, a positive lesson. And yeah, subscribe to the Cordier channel. Give us a five-star review. And next week, we'll come back with another episode. This time, I don't think I'll be bringing on a guest, but I'll be covering some complexities 
of Generation Z. All right. Well, see you, everyone. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Courtier Channel Podcast. If you want to unlock more secrets for taking your life to the next level, you can visit www.courtierconsultations.com where you can find the team's social media links, contact information, and premium counseling packages. Start changing your life today by learning the skills they never teach you.